Today is the time in which we are going to focus on the questions, daily questions today, just trying to get it open here. Hope everyone's having an incredible day. We've been talking a lot about this happiness and really trying to get into the world of gratitude. And I got a couple of questions on that, which we're going to get to. Let me just see if I can get everything open in time. All right, let's roll. Interesting question came in over the weekend, over last week. Somebody, um, I don't know if I can use people's last names, so I'm just going to use their first name, Seth. And the question that Seth proposed was, and this may happen to some people, but this is a very, a much deeper question than, um, than he, than, than the surface of it. Seth's talking about a situation in which he is trying to eat healthy. And he's doing great or well enough. And then someone brings over a cake for Shabbat. And then between the time he brings over the cake and the whole day, the cake's gone. So what happened to the willpower? The morning of Shabbat should be the time in which the willpower is full. Right? And so you should have the same principles like a Tuesday morning. So how come on a Tuesday he would say no to the cake, but somehow on Shabbat he says yes to the cake? That's the question, the way I understand it. <laughs> Throw the cake out. By the way, just for the record, that was my answer. Throw the cake out. And the question he responded back with, which is why? Why should I, be, why should I have to throw the cake out if... I have the willpower that I've been building up for years against eating bad food. Now, this really gets into a very distinct aspect about willpower that's really important to understand. So we have to remember that nothing in our minds lives in a silo. Everything is interconnected with everything else. And so we may trigger things without realizing it. That's the idea of like, if you ever like, saw something and then all of a sudden like you're now somehow you ever do this where like you're you you speak to somebody or you see something and then somehow it reminds you of something to something to something to something and then you wake up one morning and you wake up one morning and you're you're connected to something that's completely unrelated to the thing that you started with. So how does that happen? And the answer is because your brain is interconnected. You don't know how the connections form. You don't know where the connections come from. So when you're starting the process of going from one area, you may have to another area. It's all interconnected in the, in the brain or it's connected in a way that you're not appreciative of. So that's where when we think about things like happiness and willpower and gratitude and all these things that we're talking about, these, these feelings, these emotions, these memories, these traits, right? Significance versus a uh, meaning. It's, there, it's, it's an interconnected web. And we, I mean, most definitely don't mean that you can like sort of zero in and target strike. It's really a question of trying to walk in and recreate your connections. Forget what you have. Forget what you did. 
forget what you did when you were a kid. That's that's a disaster. I mean, there's a whole f- school of thought that you had to go back to. That's the Freudian way of seeing the world. But I think in the more modern world, the more modern psychological world, they're very appreciative of the fact that just keep on moving, keep on developing, keep on recognizing that you can recreate your mind. So when you think about something like willpower, which is of the most important, you have to remember that willpower is connected to other emotions that you may or may not be able to tap into. It's also connected to memory. So if you wake up every morning and you have this um, this bucket of willpower, and when you get to a scenario that you're used to not ever using it, you may ultimately not be able to tap into it because your brain has a connection between this area and the lack of willpower. You may, you could get to it. You just got to work through a different channel. So let me break it down something simple and then we'll make it more practical outside just eating cake on Shabbat morning. If I woke up in the morning every morning and I loved eating cake, okay? So I was seven and my seven-year-old was, um, was eats whatever he wants. My nine-year-old eats whatever, like the, the kids eat whatever they want. Like they don't, they're not, I, I don't know many like kids under 10, unless there's an issue that's like, well, I shouldn't, like, it's not good for my hips. You know what I'm saying? Like, so growing up when you get past like formula and before you get to like adolescence, like usually for most people, like there's no such thing as like, it's not, it's not good for me. Okay. So I got all that neuroplasticity, right? Now let's say I continue my life and I still don't think there's anything wrong with eating whatever I want. Okay. Now I got another 10, 20 years of that into my head. Then all of a sudden I start dieting. So now I'm building a whole new world in my brain. I'm building a world of, wait, when I see that thing, I'm not eating it because it's there. I'm eating it only if it's healthy. So now I'm building up a relationship, a connection between me being in an environment and me seeing something that I want and me not developing into it. So when I try to go to the well, I'm going to the well of willpower to reinforce something that was always there in front of me. Right. So when I first started, it was impossible. I probably had to use all my willpower to say no. And I'm doing it for five years. It's getting a lot easier now. But my brain has already a memory, a connection. Right? We spoke about this idea, idea called myelin, right? Where if you create all these, these behaviors, there's like a, uh, this, this, there's like a lining around it, which is why once you get into a, a groove, you can just keep on flowing, which is why they tell athletes to stop thinking when they play ball, because your brain has a, 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 a connection that goes from running the route to catching the pass and you start thinking about it, you're going to ruin the whole thing. So you already have a connection between being in an environment where you're not supposed to do something and then doing it and not doing it. Now all of a sudden Shabbat comes, but you've got it in your mind, a connection that when Shabbat comes, you're off, right? You can eat whatever you want. It's the, it's as Rob said, it's the reward. You can do whatever you want. So now you have another part of your brain that says, oh, no, 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 no. In this world, we're off. So when you come to Tuesday, your brain goes, it's Tuesday. We're using this route. And this route requires, let's say, five units of willpower to not eat. So then you come to Shabbat, but your brain goes, Shabbat, we're off. So you would think you need those same five units of energy to get to the not eating, but you don't. You need 15 units of energy, but you're not prepared for that. So you don't have the, the, the strength that you need to overcome this challenge so you give up. You have the strength. You have the willpower. You're just not used to the fact that this requires more effort than you think. Now, this is critical because what this shows us is that when we're building up our 
our defenses to things, when we're building up our rituals, we have to always recognize the traps of our rituals. That's how rituals break. A bunch of years ago, I was helping a friend of mine, maybe five years ago, who, you know, was addicted to drugs. And he, he recognized that it's not just that he had to overcome his addiction. He recognized that he had to be on the offensive for the traps. Because once you hit a trap of the ritual, you fall right back in. Right? So this, by the way, people that have gone through alcoholism, they know this well because they're trained in the recovery process to understand that it's not just drinking. It's also being at a bar or being at a, maybe at a wedding or at a bar mitzvah or being with these friends. They, they know that there are traps along the way of their rituals that if they fall into the trap, it may send them backwards. And this is such a critical piece of your growth. And this is such an important aspect that I, I really want to spend a few minutes on, which is growth is proactive, right? And it's proactive forever. You, you, it just gets easier to be proactive, but it's never non-proactive. I just read a quote from, from a man named Steve Schwartzman. Steve Schwartzman is the founder of Blackstone, one of the largest private equity firms in the world. So he has a book called uh, What It Takes. I'm in the middle of it. It's phenomenal. And he writes how he, he invests in businesses. So he does for a living. He writes that as soon as you think you've made it, as soon as you think you've become successful in a business, that is the beginning of, your, of, of, of the end. Like the moment where you're like, I got this, is the moment where you're at the beginning. And that's how, you know, cycles work. As soon as you see people spending money on things that are way too expensive because they think the market is only going up, they've let their laurels down on the investment sort of analysis. It's the beginning of the end of the cycle. And that's how a market, that's the bubbles. It's very relevant for our lives because as soon as we rest on our laurels for our marriages, for our children, for our health, for our spirituality. As soon as it's like, and I speak to you like this, we're like, they think that like when they get to like 17, they've maxed out of their religious growth. Always. And they're like, well, I grew up this way. And be, oh, I, like, as if like they, they lock themselves into place spiritual, spiritually wise. And if nobody got to them by like 16, 17, 18, then like, that's it. They're at high school. They're gone. Right. Or by 13, they're bar mitzvah. They're gone. Like there's, and that's who they are spiritually forever. Like they're just, and then they look at the world from that context of like, well, I'm this. See with careers. Well, I'm this. Life's not like that. Just the world is like that. Like, I don't know, just because like graduation's at 12th grade doesn't mean that like graduation from life is in 12th grade. Just because you go to college after high school doesn't mean you graduate learning. Like that, that's all, this is all the constructs that we made up recently. This idea of like, I've arrived. I've arrived at anything in your life is the beginning of your failing at it. You've never arrived. We never arrive. Life is a game of always honing. What arrived means in the world of growth is I have reached a level where I am now becoming proficient at something. 
and I don't need to use all my attention just to figure it out. Now I have a shot at being an expert at it and I can enjoy it more because it doesn't kill every two seconds, right? The athlete that is the pro bowler, there's an enjoyment knowing that he knows how to run a route on a football field. He knows how to catch a pass on a football field. And so now he can enjoy this feeling of honing his craft. And you see this in sports. Athletes that arrive end up ending their careers early. Tom Brady, maybe the greatest quarterback of our generation, never arrives. Bill Belichick never arrives. Right? The Navy SEALs, the Mossad never arrives. Blackstone never arrives. The holy person that you know in your life never arrives. Right? The great marriage that you're looking people never arrive. So this whole Shabbat Tuesday conundrum is just an example for life where when you develop an an ability to resist, let's say, cake, you're not done. Now you look for the world where you see your traps. Oh, I get it. There's something called Shabbat. And Shabbat is where I have an extra... uh, opportunity to enjoy. And so I let down my guard. So, okay. doesn't mean you have to then turn Shabbat into Tuesday. It means, okay, I got to be aware of the new rules in this terrain called Shabbat. So how do I balance it? I got to create new neural connections here. I'm not going to go back to my Wednesday way of looking at the world, but I'm not going to be totally lost because I'm totally lost. I'm going to finish an entire cake when it comes in the door. Now the easy answer is to throw it out. Okay. That's not our approach. Our approach isn't always to run away. We're not, we don't, we don't believe that the way you deal with the world is you leave it. We believe that the way you deal with the world is you engage in it and you control it. That's the idea here. So when you go into this new terrain, if you're dieting called Shabbat and you've grown up in the world where like it's all off and all the calories are, are, are Torah commandments and now you're really working on your health then you look into your world and go, how do I adapt? And there are new strategies. Do I buy foods that are healthier? Do I buy healthier options? I'm not going to be, it's not going to, I'm not going to say no. How do I grapple with, you know, substitution? Do I stop eating at a certain point? Do I go to bed earlier? Do I, you know, what do I do? And anyone who's ever dieted, you know what I'm talking about. This is what you're doing all the time. You're, you're, you're grappling in a new terrain. But if you don't grapple on that terrain, if you're using the Tuesday way of looking at the world and then you get into the terrain of Shabbat, you're gone. You don't have anything. You don't have the willpower that you can use before. And this isn't just a Shabbat thing. This isn't about dieting on Shabbat, right? We're talking about really a much deeper perspective. This is life. I'm working on the ritual because I want to be grateful. I want to be happy. Okay, well... Things are going better. I'm, I'm doing a gratitude journal. I'm feeling better every day. I walk out more grateful. I'm saying my blessings. Exactly. Fine. Wait, wait. Why do I feel terrible when I walk into this environment? What, what just happened? That's, that's the real expertise in life. What just happened? What, what, how did I, how did I, how did I get so, where did the negativity just come in? Where, what? Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm with these people I'm talking about this thing. I was on the phone with someone the other day who suffers from, I don't think, who thinks that they have anxiety. 
Some people do. I don't know if this person does as much as they think. So he was telling me that in this period of time, he feels more anxious. And he said to me, you know, I just realized something that I have like a bunch of good friends that also feel the same way. And every time we talk about it, I feel worse. How about that? So I realized, he said, that when I'm feeling my anxious feelings, the, the solution is to talk more about it. The solution for me is to distract myself with friends of mine that don't have it so that I, I can get rid of it. I'm like, that's called strategic thinking. That's great. How did I, get, how did I just get anxious? Wait, how does, how does this work? I'm in a new terrain. How come when I talk to this person, I was so bad about myself? Why do I keep on talking to them for how come every time I talk to this friend, I always walk away feeling bad? How come when I drive in this block, I always feel bad? How come when I walk into this room? What's going on that is changing my thinking? Because I'm working on this. I'm doing the rituals for happiness and for appreciation, for working on my, my meaning, working on my significance, building my schema, setting my vision. I'm working on my life. And it's going well. Why do, how, where did I fall? It's like walking down the, street, the road. And all of a sudden, like, you fall on the ground. And you're like, what was that? And you look down. It was a pothole. You're like, oh, it's a pothole. Now don't walk down the street where there's a pothole. And I'm like, wait, how what happened? I was just walking and I fell. Well, it doesn't usually happen to me. Yeah, because it's not usually potholes around. Stop driving through potholes. So when you go through life and you're like, wait, I don't, wait. On Tuesday, I looked at the cake and I was fine. How come on Shabbat I looked at the cake and I'm fine? It's a pothole. It's a willpower pothole. Shabbat's not a pothole by any stretch of imagination. So for those who don't go, we have a Shabbat show every Friday, 530. Check it out, projectinspire.com or my web, my, my Facebook page. Shabbat's not a pothole, but when it comes to eating, it could be. Wait a second. I, how do I, let me lift myself out of it. Now it's Saturday night, Sunday. Let me take a deep breath. I got a journal, right? I'm journaling every day. What, this is what I'm doing. Wait a second. How did I fall? Hmm. What do I got to do? Use more willpower. Change the game, right? Do what I do. I got a brain. My brain's a computer. I got to reprogram it. I didn't realize that there was a code error. I didn't realize that there was a bug. I just got to work on rep And this is so critical because when you build your rituals to achieve your goals, they're multidimensional. They have to reach out to different parts of your brain. They're not just like you go back and forth here. You got to go like this. And how do you go like this? Well, you live your life. And when you live your life, you start dealing with scenarios that you didn't appreciate. But if you're committed to a certain ritual or a certain goal, you have to now take that goal and spread it out to the different aspects of your life. And when you do that properly over time, you're, capturing all the traps and now you're leveraging your willpower to deal with it all like that friend of mine who told me that he was working so hard to overcome his drug addiction and then forgot that in these few environments it's like incredibly difficult and every time he got somewhere over this course of time every time he got somewhere every time he got somewhere he fell backwards because he forgot that this friend and this environment. And then he started to realize, I got to figure out a way to create a bridge over these things. The stuff that we're talking about here is, you're, and you're right, it, it, the code is, 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 a, is a problem. 
and the, and the human failure takes longer. But the stuff that we're talking about here is this incredible opportunity to always find things to fix. When you look at your life as a work in progress and every day gives you an opportunity to fix something, that every day has meaning, that every feeling has meaning, right? If every negative thought that you have is a potential opportunity to figure out what's off so that you can work on fixing it, we are so empowered because on good days, where you're doing well, you feel like you're accomplishing. And on negative days, when you're not doing as well, you at least have the data and you have now the place to work on. You can see where the leak is coming from. And now you are empowered to figure out how to create a fix for that. And when you look at your life that way, that I'm going in a direction, I'm open to see where my problems are and to fix them. And every single feeling, every emotion, if you're properly journaling and introspecting time to thing, time to act, you could use as a way to get a little bit better. And it doesn't take a day. God's patient. Kind of got a lot, lot of time, hopefully. This approach, this excitement that we can build to get better a little bit every day changes everything in life. It makes every moment meaningful. We're going to talk about this more. We will, with God's help. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to continue with the happiness, gratitude world, hopefully with God's help on Sunday morning, 9 a.m. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. You can always get this on all the men on all the platforms. And uh, I wish everybody a good weekend, a Shabbat Shalom. And with God's help, I cannot wait to see you again. On Sunday, exactly. No cake this weekend. All of us together. Just for the show, we should all together commit. Just have one less piece of cake, and we'll all be just fine. We'll have an enjoyable Shabbat. It'll be all good. Shabbat shalom, everybody. Have a great weekend. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday.